Thank you for that. All right, back into Hebrews chapter number 10. I always like it when families sing, and I've been parts of ministries where um, every family, like they'd have like sing nights or whatever, and every family had to get up and sing, uh, whether you could sing or not. Uh, and uh, that was part of the, aren't you glad I'm not like that? Uh, and, uh, but uh, who knows, maybe I'll evolve into that uh, over the course of time, but appreciate that, uh, that song today. Um, I was reading, uh, of course, uh, passages of scripture, also different types of commentary, commentaries uh, about this passage of scripture and, uh, and just kind of getting a mind on stuff as I always do when I'm putting these sermons and things together. And one of the uh, statements that I read, and I didn't write it down, I just remembered a moment ago, uh, that uh, mentioned that uh, when discomfort um, is uh, a, a help or a blessing to our faith, um, we know the Bible says uh, we, don't want, we don't pray for patience because we know it's the trying of our faith that works patience. Uh, but that trying of our faith has to do with God's testing us to show or prove that our faith is genuine. We think of examples like Abraham as uh, God told him to take Isaac up on uh, the mountain to sacrifice him, and, uh, and he obeyed the Lord. And that kind of ask hadn't been asked before, and he did that, and, uh, and uh, God provided himself a lamb. Uh, and uh, we know how that story unfolded, uh, but it was a test of faith. He counted, uh, accounted that God uh, was just going to raise him from the dead because uh, there was a promise attached to that son. So we have examples in which we will be getting into uh, in chapter number 11. And these verses from chapter 10 are kind of an introduction into that uh, faith at this point uh, in the letter to the Hebrews had only been mentioned a couple of times. Uh, and we have both the definition of what faith is uh, as well as what it looks like. Uh, when, faith, when faith is present, uh, it manifests its way or itself in um, works of righteousness, works of faith. We have saving faith, faith that works. We don't work to get to heaven. Uh, and in fact, uh, as Paul writing to these Hebrew Christians, back even chapter number six, he's, he's almost in the language of chapter number one uh, saying, uh, we really shouldn't even be talking about this uh, because we, we know and understand that there, we, we're not adding anything to um, the grace that God has given us. And in our text in Hebrews chapter number 10, uh, he uses the word we. Uh, so the assumption is he's speaking to believers, he's speaking to Christians, and he's saying to them, we're not like those that go back. Uh, we are the ones that believe. Uh, and of course, not to re-preach what I've already preached, uh, the Bible teaches once we're saved, we're always saved. Uh, and the, the catch or the secret or the uh, the application that God makes throughout Scripture, in particular Hebrews, James, 1st, 2nd, 3rd John, uh, is that people who are saved, and they persevere. Um, there were people who did not have the faith or the faithfulness uh, to endure the difficult situation that they were in uh, in that early church, and they would go back, uh, the Bible says, to perdition. Uh, that word perdition uh, means destruction. Uh, so even if uh, you're not in full agreement uh, that, um, you know, once you're saved, you're always saved, or that this is speaking of, of apostates, that uh, people who backslide and go in that direction were never once, they were never saved in the first place. Um, you may disagree with that application, 
Um, but you can't disagree with the fact that perdition either way is a bad thing. So uh, the Bible says that, that we, are, we were on a path that led to destruction, uh, that God saved us and he set us on a new path. Uh, our ways aren't his ways. Left to ourselves, we crash and burn every single time. So regardless of, of um, the process that you get to this idea, it says that when you draw back, um, you draw back to perdition, destruction. God would, uh, he likens it to a dog that returns to its own vomit. Uh, he says a man that puts his hand to the plow and turns back is not fit for the kingdom uh, of heaven. Uh, he, he, uh, one of the most favorite verses in all the Bible for me that has helped me as a Christian is, remember Lot's wife. Um, she, she looked back and God turned her into a pillar of salt. Um, the idea is that once you get saved, it's, it's, your only choice is to go forward. There is no going back. There's nothing outside of what you have in Christ to go back to. To go back to, um, to, go back to the weak and beggarly elements. Uh, and years ago, I'd, I'd seen it done at a, at a youth camp that I was at, and I you know, uh, did it at, at a church over in Squim. I had a police officer with me, and I had on orange jumpsuit, and I, had, and I was all uh, in handcuffs and different stuff, and he perp-walked me uh, up to the platform. And, uh, and the idea is I've been set free, so uh, those, those bonds and stuff come off in salvation in Christ. I've been set free from, uh, from sin. Uh, and, uh, and then really illustrated how ridiculous it would be uh, for me to shackle myself up with the same things that Jesus saved me from. Uh, and, and that is really a crux, one of the main t- takeaways that Paul wanted them to get, which we also should get. Jesus saved us uh, and he keeps us, uh, but I'm so grateful that what he saved me from. Uh, and there's no, there's no turning back. We sing that song, no turning back, no turning back. At the same time, you know, we can just think of, uh, of Christians, um, a lot of them in our lives, uh, who are no longer in church, they're not serving the Lord. Uh, and, uh, and what I want you to get from this instruction is that you, the idea that you can just let bygones be bygones and let them do their own thing. They may have even said to you, close friends, like, you do you, and I'll do me. Uh, and, uh, and, the, and, and you've agreed not to talk about church, not to talk about the Bible, because it's a source of contention. But you want to know why it's a source of contention? Uh, because two things, they're either apostate or they're under conviction uh, when they're hearing it. The Bible, um, the Word of God is powerful and sharper than a two-edged sword. The Bible says, piercing even the dividing center of soul and spirit. The Word of God um, will do what the Word of God does. That's why we don't read it, because we don't like what it reveals about ourselves. And, and when we talk to people who aren't right with God, either backslidden and away from God or apostate altogether, it's never a comfortable conversation. But those conversations need to be made uh, or need to be had. Uh, there are, I know, as a matter of fact, um, you know, one of the things that I don't do as a pastor is when, uh, when people, um, again, not, it's not the will of God for everybody to be at Berean Baptist Church, all right? Um, I know that, and I never, I've never taught anything other than that. There's good Christian people in all kinds of churches, and there are people that have left Berean Baptist Church or in good churches and serving the Lord. Um, but there have been many, many times in, in many people's lives in this room where somebody you know, they, they were on, you know, they believe what you believe, 
believe, and they no longer believe that. And they are off and away from church, uh, and you need to say something. You need to hold them accountable. You need to provoke them unto love and to good works. You need to not let them slide because two things are, they're either backslidden or they're lost, and either one of those are good. Uh, and so you need to have the conversation. You say, if I do that, uh, I may ruin my friendship, um, but you may, you may help it. Uh, you may encourage them. It might be what they need. They might not listen to me, uh, but they may listen to you. And by the way, if, if more people had done that during that process, if we were, more, if we were acutely aware uh, of all the signs uh, that were present uh, during uh, that falling away, maybe we could have stopped it uh, in the first place. Um, but we're just too sensitive, and we don't want to hurt each other's feelings. Uh, and and we, just, uh, we got this idea that we're just supposed to live our faith out in our own little box, uh, and uh, we shouldn't judge. It's the, it's the Christian mantra, judge not, don't judge. Uh, and, um, and it's just, um, it's not the truth. Uh, you'll be judged as well, and you're judged by the same measure, and it's beams and motes. Uh, but, uh, but this is something, as we can, you can't, you can't consider one another without judgment, without discernment, uh, with, with, without asking the tough questions, uh, without making, you know, or saying the tough things. Uh, it is, it is uh, vital uh, to the day in which we live. Uh, and so being uncomfortable will, uh, will cause our faith to increase. Um, think about, you know, what's happening in, the U- in Ukraine. Um, you see people, when, when difficulties come, we pray. Uh, we seek God. We want God to intervene. Um, when, when you get sick, you know, when there's a big decision to make, uh, when, something, when something bad happens. The other, other day, uh, I had uh, a fellow come over in and, uh, and our faucet. I thought our faucet was leaking. And, uh, and so Tony, if you remember Tony Jones, he'd come over, uh, and uh, he lives out by us now. And so he uh, came over and fixed the faucet. We were chatting, whatever. And he's like, oh, you know, I'm like, hey, I got to pay you. He's like, oh, no. And, and, uh, and just, a, just a faucet. Uh, and uh, so, oh, praise the Lord. And we jab, uh, jabbered for a little while, and he left. And, and I go to, and there's water coming out everywhere. And, uh, and so the, the um, Garbage disposal, housing was cracked and it was leaking, so it was like, oh, that. And so he comes back over and, and it was as a big fiasco. And so uh, we went over to Home Depot uh, and on the way back, we were talking about motorcycles and something. And, and I said, well, I'm just going gonna, gonna, gonna to drive this car right into the ground because the price of vehicles. And he's like, oh, we're talking, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drive it right in the ground. And then my check engine light came on. And there's a problem. He's like, Lord, I, you know, I'm just, I'm just having a conversation. Uh, and, uh, I mean, I really don't want it to go uh, and to fall apart. And, and, uh, and so it's like in those moments when the, you know, the check engine light comes on or, uh, you know, you get that bill in the mail or whatever, and you're like, oh, Lord, please help me. Uh, and it seems like in those moments, that's when we, we have faith. God knows the trying of our faith worketh patience. That, work, that patience that we read about in our text that uh, has to do with the perseverance, the endurance that they have. You can't endure. You won't endure without saving faith um, because the Bible says you won't. Um, you'll be back into perdition um, and in apostate. You, you, this is assuming that you have saving faith. But if you have saving faith, 
You've got living faith. You've got working faith. Uh, you've got faith that prays, faith that does, faith that goes. Uh, and, and when those fruits or evidences or substance of faith are absent, we have to question, is faith present? Uh, so if it's yourself or if it's another brother and sister in Christ, a family member where they have made a profession of faith, especially, especially if, if they were Bible-believing Christians who believe the doctrine and the statements of faith that you believe in, and now they're no, they no longer do, um, it behooves you uh, to have the tough conversation. Uh, and you can preface this whole theme uh, as, uh, as the, you, know, uh, you transition to that conversation. You say, I'm concerned about you because the Bible says, um, and you can just lay these things out. I'm like, are you, are you saved? Well, yes, I'm saved. Well, how, how is it you can live like you're living and God not whoop you? Well, and, and, and they'll have their different things and, and they'll have their excuses in saying it. And remember, I mean, it rains on the just and the unjust. And just because somebody's paying their bills um, and et cetera, it, it, it doesn't mean a whole lot. And, uh, and when it comes to our faith and the trying of our faith, um, Habakkuk, as well as Paul and elsewhere, he's saying it doesn't, Paul says, it doesn't matter if I've got much or if I got little. I know um, I can do all things through Christ. And he was contented, and he, and he pursued the knowledge of God and the fellowship of his suffering, and he, uh, and he was pressing towards the mark, and, uh, and he was in jail. I mean, there was mountaintops, there was valleys and, and shipwrecks, and, and it was crazy. But he, he, he's teaching us, you have to keep going through all that. And guess what? The people who, are, who are, are belong to him, who believe, they do. It just so happens those that endure are the ones that we're in the ones that had saving faith, the ones that don't endure um, didn't have it. They were not, they departed from us because they were not of us. That's the application. Can somebody who's saved backslide? Yes, but they can't stay that way um, and, and, and live um, uh, unbothered uh, by the Holy Spirit of God. Um, it is impossible. There is no exception to that. And so ask people, are you reading your Bible? <laughs> you know, do you pray? What is, God's, what is God saying? I mean, how can you, how can you, how can you read this and do that? Um, or or how, can, how can you have, uh, the Bible says you can't serve God and mammon. Um, it, he, he says you got to be hot or, you know, inter- there's no mediocre Christianity. There's no like, um, you know, me and God, we're, you know, we're like this. But there's, but there's no communion, there's no fruits, there's no evidences of those things. So you've got to have those tough conversations. So Habakkuk is being quoted by Paul in Hebrews chapter number 11. And one of the reason, another reason why I believe this is Paul is because Paul uses and quotes this in three different books in our New Testament. First one in Romans chapter number 1, uh, if you look there. Uh, Romans chapter number 1. I'll be mindful of the time. This will be a two-part message. Tonight I'll be focusing more on the patience uh, that uh, God says that we have. We're not to cast away our confidence in that for we have need of patience, endurance, that after you have done the will of God, you may receive the promise. It isn't if you endure, you get the promise of heaven. It's the, it's the, it's the, it's the promise of rest. 
uh, that he's been talking about. It's the promise of uh, victory in Christ and uh, being an overcomer. It's, it's, it's how you can, um, you can be blessed and, uh, and God can be pleased with you. Uh, you say, well, I don't, pleased and unpleased. I mean, he says right here, basically gives us two different things. You can either go forward uh, in faith uh, and uh, in verse number uh, 38, now the just shall live by faith. Uh, and, and back, I'm in Hebrews 10. Stay there in Romans 1. Uh, just shall live by faith, but if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. You, there's, uh, there's no mistaking the language. Um, the Bible says in Hebrews 11, verse number 6, without faith it's impossible to please him. So it's faith and forward pleasing God. Backwards, no pleasure in perdition. Um, those, are the, those are the two choices. And, uh, and, and we can't be comfortable with destruction. We can't be comfortable with that. Romans 1, verse number 17 says, For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. Now, each time that this verse in Habakkuk from chapter number 2 uh, is quoted about the just shall live by faith, it's quoted in these books, but there's an emphasis on, on a different clause um, the book of Romans, especially the beginning part of Romans, is dealing with our need for salvation and justification. And so the emphasis in Romans chapter number one is on, on the just aspect of the just shall live by faith. Those who are saved will live by faith. Those who are bought by the blood of Christ, those who've been justified, uh, forgiven, Jesus Christ's righteousness has been applied to them, will live this way. They will live by faith. Because without faith, it's impossible to please Him. And we won't get into it today, but a good way to help manage this in our life is just to ask yourself the question every day, what did I do today by faith? Um, what in my schedule, what in my activities, what in my, in my behavior, what is an evidence of, did I, did I share the gospel? Did I, uh, did I help somebody? Uh, did I trust in God? When, I, when, my, uh, you know, when the check engine light went on, what went through my brain? Um, tr- trust uh, or, or, or not? Again, we're all human beings. And so, you know, today, if you go out and your car doesn't start, you know, you might have been singing, oh, how I love Jesus all the way into church today. And then you go outside and think, God, why have you left me? Why have you forsaken me? Uh, my car didn't start. We, we go from, you know, zero to 60 pretty quickly uh, when it comes to those negative types of things. So in Romans 1, um, Paul is dealing with justification in, in, in God's payment for our sin and saying the just shall live by faith. In Galatians chapter number 3, um, he, is, uh, he, deals, he quotes this same verse again, uh, but he's, the Galatian church had been bewitched uh, and, and false doctrine had crept in. And the book of Galatians is a corrective letter. Paul's writing to them saying, you need to straighten this stuff up. Um, you're, not, you're not saved by your, your works in these things. You have liberty in Christ. He's telling saved Jews who, who didn't get it um, that they needed to stop. He's not, he's not teaching Christians in 2022 that you just get to do whatever it is you want to do because you've got liberty. The application is to Jews who were legalistic. Uh, and, um, and now there's application for us to stand fast in liberty where he has set us free. 
and that we've been bought and we're, we're bond servants of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, uh, Wednesday, I taught on this in our, in our Bible study, all the things that God has he's made me, he's redeemed me. Uh, we're singing a song. Uh, if you weren't here Wednesday um, for our, with our trio for the, uh, for the preacher's meeting, where one of the lines in there is that, uh, that I, I live uh, my whole life as a debtor. Uh, and, uh, and, and, and live as, or think of myself as a slave uh, when it comes to being a bondservant of the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, and so in, in Galatians 3, he says this in verse 11, but that no man is justified by the law in the sight of God, it is evident for the just shall live by faith. So the clause, the emphasis is on the living part of that saying you uh, have to live by faith, not by uh, according to the law or uh, not according to those traditions. You live by faith. Uh, and then in Hebrews chapter number 10, uh, where our text is uh, in verse number 38, it says, Now the just shall live by faith, but if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. Uh, the emphasis is laid upon the by faith part. Because that's the context. He's, he's about to just jump into uh, what we would refer to as the hall of faith, uh, making faith uh, a, um, something that needs to be present in order for you to endure. So to, to, to persevere as a Christian, you need faith and you need patience. And you don't get patience till your faith is, is, is proven, uh, the trying of that. Uh, so there's a part of us as Christians who when trials and difficulties come, we're not to think it's strange, but there's a part of us to go, okay, um, I'm going to be better for having gone through this. My faith will be increased. And when we pass the test, uh, we have, God tells us to do something. Uh, God, uh, you know, allows or ordains something in our life that's uncomfortable. Uh, and we view that and respond to it with biblical perspective uh, and uh, it's, that's when, we, that's when we, we pass the test and God increases our faith. The problem is, uh, is where many people are placing their faith. Um, if um, you're trying to explain faith, like if I was asking you to uh, stand up and tell me what faith is, you know, we, if you've memorized uh, uh, chapter number 11, verse number one, you might quote that. Uh, as, you're, as you're out, right? You know, you say, well, it says it's this. You know, that's the definition of biblical. But, uh, but if then I follow that up with, well, what does that mean for you? <laughs> uh, we might have a little bit more difficulty in explaining what faith is. Uh, by the way, faith is something that God gives us. It's not something we muster up. Um, all of it is a work of, of God. Uh, and uh, it's believing in things that are unseen, uh, for one. Uh, but um, in, its, in its evidence, for me to have faith is is it's kind of like a, not a catch-22, but it all feeds on itself. It's like God gives me saving faith. Um, I trust in Him, uh, and, uh, and then I live by faith because that's what He says saved people do, the just people, those who have been justified do. Uh, and, uh, and then that faith proves itself over uh, in my life, both by uh, how I process life and handle life to the things that we do, uh, Book of James, etc., uh, another message. But what are we placing our faith on? Um, I know Christians who've, if we look at faith, back in verse number 38, now the just shall live by faith, uh, it's tied to that same confidence. So he's talking about trusting Jesus, trusting God, uh, having confidence not to lose us. We have to live by faith. Uh, so what are we placing our, our faith, our confidence on? There's a lot of Christians who place it on money. 
Um, it's just work, save, you know, whatever. And I'm not against that. But I was thinking about this earlier. Remember, we are sojourners, right? We're supposed to have a pilgrim's perspective. We're, we're citizens of heaven. We're here for a vapored life. Uh, and does everybody understand that concept? So I hurry through. So, so our life is just, so if you live to be 100 compared to eternity, it's like, like that can never happen. Okay? Uh, and there's a lot of things that we go through. And uh, I mean, this, you know, recently it seems like the days just kind of drag on. It's like, this, like is this day ever going to stop? And, uh, and you might feel that way. But in, in perspective with the eternity, it's nothing. It's like, it's not even, doesn't even register on the scale. So let's say, let's say we went, uh, we went father-son camp out. So we go up to the Dalles, and, and uh, we're gonna, we know we're going to be there for two days. Uh, and you start digging a well in a campsite, uh, you know, and uh, ordering concrete to put the foundation. You're going to build a house, you know, on campsite number 33. We would all think you're crazy. Why would we think you're, you're crazy? Because we're only there for a couple days. It's a short time. This campsite is not our home. We're just a passing through. And, uh, and so knowing that, it, it tempers our perspective about difficulties and persecution. We can endure anything for a short time. Uh, and, uh, and by the way, in, with that as a, a backdrop, it's everything in our, everything our life is that way. So health, sickness, whatever, it's all a short time. We can endure anything. That's why God tells us to endure. That's why he says it'd be better for us to suffer for well-doing uh, and, and to continue and to do right. That means, that means you know, stay faithful and stay going to church. It's, it's, it's staying with your spouse. It's, it's, it, is, it is enduring through difficult financial situations. It doesn't matter. That's why Habakkuk says if, if the olives, if the trees have olives, if they don't, uh, if, if we're blessed or pride, he says, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rejoice in the Lord. And he's going he's gonna to set me in high places like a deer, like hind's feet. Give me hind. And, and he is, he, that's what God does. So whatever bad thing that is that you're going through, it's temporal. And uh, you say, I've been going through it for three years. It's still temporal. And, and God may be using that to help increase your endurance and your patience uh, by trying your faith. But what if you looked at it that way? What if you got that cancer news and you're like, okay, Lord, I know what you're doing, but, you know, I see you. Uh, and uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be faithful and I'm going to uh, stay true because it's really easy to get angry at God and quit. God, I've just lived for you all these years and now you give me cancer? And, and, and if I was God, I'd be like, oh, I'd be like, that's not why I gave you cancer. Not to quit. Didn't mean to, I don't, I don't give you things to make you angry at me and, and to quit. I'm trying to make you stronger. Uh, and, uh, and, and, we, and we know there's no, there's no, there's no, no pain, no gain. Um, and, and that applies to this area of our life as well. People put their confidence in money. They put it in power. They put it in um, the approval of other people. People uh, place their confidence in education and getting degrees. And, uh, and uh, if we're not careful, the false confidences, uh, the false faiths, the, the things that we put in, uh, into other things that can become an idol to us and they draw us away from. That's why God says, you'll have no other gods before me. And every time something creeps up that we put in front of God, amusement, 
recreation, money, jobs, careers, ladders that we're climbing, anything that, it, that exalts itself above the knowledge of God, um, it, we red flag it uh, and we say, God, um, you know, I've got out of, uh, out of focus and I've set my affections on things down here and God forgive me and help me. And we, we need to be constantly, um, every day, questioning that in our mind. Am I, uh, am I doing what God wants me to do? You say, I don't want to live that way. The, the reason you don't want to live that way is because you haven't been living that way. Um, the, the reason that's such a foreign uh, concept is because you, you, you might not be having a daily walk with God. You might not be in the Word of God. You might not be communing. You might be saved and on your way to heaven, you have, you have union with Christ, but no communion with Him. And if you have union, you can't live outside of, out of, you know, out of communion. Um, it doesn't work in any relationship that we have, especially with, with Christ. So returning, um, Paul, returning to the quotation from Habakkuk, uh, he's, he presents us with a clear choice, live by faith and please God, or draw back in unbelief and displease Him. There is no, there's no middle ground. The whole epistle testifies to the fact uh, that there was um, a real choice facing the Hebrew Christians uh, by implication, us too, uh, by application uh, as, as Christians, um, that, that there, there is no going back. But today we're afraid uh, to, uh, to call uh, on people to choose between God and mammon. It's like, you got to choose. Um, you're either in or you're out. You either, you either believe or you don't. You're either, you're either pressing towards the mark or you're not. Uh, it's like if there's anything, and again, um, when you first got saved, you were excited about everything, Christian-wise. You love your Bible. Church was awesome. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's just uh, you couldn't get enough of it because it was fresh and it was new. And I know the world wears us down and we get grinded down and we get distracted and all that kind of stuff. But, uh, but it's just, I'm constantly, like I'm in a passage of scripture, I'm in this Bible. If I grab a different Bible, I have reminders of, of times past where, where things were um, fresh and new. And when I find myself not there, I have to get back to that. Uh, and because uh, I don't want to backslide. I don't want to go backwards. I don't want to, I, I have to be progressing. I should be more mature as a Christian today than I, than I was 30 years ago. Uh, somebody, I read a quote this morning. They said, you know, um, after 20 years of pastoring, he's a, he's a nut job, by the way. Uh, after 20 years of pastoring, I've realized my greatest abilities are availability and teachability and, you know, and all these different things. And, and I wanted to say, because I was kind of ornery at the moment when I read it, I want to say, well, 30-some years ago, I heard an independent fundamental Baptist pastor preach it, and I got it all, all that <laughs> many years ago, because they don't like independent Baptists. And, uh, and so... I should, be, I should be closer to God. And by the way, the closer you get to God, um, we realize that our life really is a pursuit of holiness, not a pursuit of happiness. We're Americans. I love America. And we have the right to pursue happiness. But God, for the Christian, 
is more concerned with your holiness than your happiness. And, and, and until you understand that biblically, um, you're going to struggle with mammon. You're going to struggle with serving two masters. You're going you're gonna to struggle with, uh, with you know, uh, the word of God and what God might expect of us. And, and, and because we struggle, we go, well, God doesn't expect that. And then we, and then we find a church where they, they don't place an emphasis on those things. Because we think out of, out of sight, out of mind, or, uh, and we don't want to hear it. You know that you know that's true. You know you don't want you know it's like I don't want to hear that. Um, it that makes me sad or that makes me angry, whatever it is. But we just think if we don't hear it, then we don't have the emotions attached to it. But when we open up the Word of God uh, and God reveals in us some blemish, spiritual blemish that we need to fix, the worst thing we can do is close it up and don't look at it again. The best thing we can do is just give that to God and ask Him to forgive us and. Uh, and, and, to, and to go forward, not to, to not go back. Ask yourself this question today. Am I closer to God today than I was before? And just be honest with yourself. And if you're not, then you have, well, then ask why not. And then you'll come up with, the Holy Spirit will give you all kinds of answers. Well, you don't read my Bible. You don't go to church. And, and he'll give you the answers. It's, it's not that me, I'm just preaching him and I run down the list of things. The Holy Spirit will do that. And by the way, if you ask the Holy Spirit, which the Bible says that he'll bear witness with your spirit, with your conscience, and you say, Holy Spirit, um, help me and reveal these things, and, and, and it's like crickets. And, you don't, and, and the Holy Spirit's not moving. Um, he, God says he wants to give good gifts unto his children. He says, ask, seek, and knock. I mean, if you're saved, if you're, if you're generally a child of God, uh, and you pray to God, there's a, there's a communication that happens. And if, and, and if, and if, there's, if it's just darkness and you feel like your prayers are hitting the ceiling and going nowhere and you don't see God moving in your life in, in, in any other way, uh, you ought to just get on your face before God uh, and, and don't get up until, until that's fixed. And, uh, and say, God, you said you'll never leave me nor forsake me and I feel forsaken. Am, am I, do I belong to you? And, um, and the Holy Spirit will go, yes, no. You know, I can't, I don't know if you're saved or lost, but you know if you're saved or lost. Uh, and, uh, and, and all you got to do is ask, ask the Lord uh, about that. And so people place their confidences in all these different things. They, they, so the exhortation uh, that Paul is giving to them uh, is that they, uh, if they're saved, they, they aren't of the ones that go back to perdition, that they are those who believe to the saving of the soul. So the, so he's in, in he's, telling them that if you belong to him, all the stuff that's going on right now is not going to deter you. Uh, you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna press forward and you're going to keep going. It doesn't matter if it's uh, you know, Claudius, Nero, um, Biden, Putin. It, it doesn't matter who the leaders are. It doesn't matter what the problems, the difficulties are. If you belong to him, you persevere. And then if all of a sudden... You're over here, back in perdition and destruction, and back in the hog slop, uh, and uh, having, you know, tasted of that heavenly gift, and uh, and uh, and so you're back over here. It's not that you've lost your salvation; it could be you never were saved in the first place. That's the the illustration. But but if if you if you don't even believe that, if that if you're not settled on that, it's like I'm hearing you, Pastor, but. Uh, 
you know, I mean, I know somebody who's professed to be a Christian and they've been out of church for 10, 20, 30, 40 years and God hadn't killed them yet. If, if they don't belong to him, why'd God intervene in the first place? I mean, the logic doesn't even make any sense. Well, if God's left them alone, it could be that they don't belong to him. And so, so if you're over here and you're not where you need to be, um, you gotta say, why, why am I here? Um, am I saved? Holy Spirit, yes, you're saved. Okay, I'm, I'm backslidden, I'm away from God. Um, you know, is it, is it sin? Is it, is it my spirit? Uh, is it apathy? Um, is it, um, I'm just taking God for granted? Um, there's a lot of Christians who know they're on their way to heaven and they can't lose it. And so they abuse the grace of God. They turn the grace of God into lasciviousness, which God forbids to do, uh, but that's where they are. Like, I know I'm going to heaven, and they're settled on that. Um, but I'm, just, I'm, I'm thankful that there's somebody who's asking the question uh, and saying, you know, how is it? Uh, man, I miss, I miss you at church. Where you been? Well, you know, I just, I just got, you know, upset, or I'm just tired of hypocrites, or, you know, I just didn't like the preaching, or, you know, it's just, you know, I've, I've spent, you know, 20 years of my life going to church every Sunday, and what do I got to show for it? And so I'm just, I'm just, you know, sow my wild oats, or I'm just having a little bit of me time. And, uh, and you're like, and God lets you do that? Well, I, it doesn't bother me any. You mean, you, mean you, can, you can sin and the Holy Spirit doesn't convict you of it? I mean, if that's what it's called, no. That's scary. That's super scary to me. And, uh, and, 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 but, you, but you won't know, uh, or you won't even get to that place if you're, if you're unwilling to provoke one another uh, unto love and good works. And I've got to hurry. Uh, the apostate, as I mentioned earlier, neither they don't have the faith or the faithfulness to continue, so he draws back. Um, and in doing so, the Bible says he incurs an active displeasure from God. So this idea, God can just happy with everybody, it's not a biblical concept. Um, he, 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 he loves the whole world, um, but, but he, he's angry at the wicked every day. Uh, and, uh, and there's distinction uh, to be made, um, uh, and we'll do more of that. Uh, but he says, the just shall live by faith. So quickly, that means, you know, it means believing what Christ did on the cross. Um, it believes what he's doing in you now. That's living by faith. Uh, it's, it's, it's trusting what he says he's going to do in the future. Um, it, it, it just, it helps us uh, with all those things. It's, it means you're confident that God is good. He's, he is just um, I, don't, I, I don't look at one atrocity on the news and think that my God is unjust. Everything that God does is just. Everything that God does is righteous. Um, and, and God uh, has made us creatures of free will and, and there are people who are wicked and vile and uh, and, and there's Christians, there are people, bad things happen to good people. But God is always good. And, and that's what living by faith, it's trusting. And by the way, 
if, if somebody can be in a basement in Ukraine with everything, every one of their earthly possessions just blown to smithereens, in a place where, you know, I mean, we, you know, run, we empty out Safeway toilet paper. I mean, there's probably been somebody in this room that panic bought, has, has already panic bought gas and loading up on stuff. We are so fickle. This is all temporal. If somebody can have bombs blown up and their lives completely, absolutely destroyed, their husbands and fathers and uh, grandfathers are off fighting a battle, they know they're never going to be able to see them. Uh, they don't know if they'll ever see them again. Uh, and, uh, and you watch them on Fox News praying and having faith. They're like, this is what we believe, and we're going to die for it. And, and we won't even live for what we believe. And it's, it's sad. And, uh, and so saved people see bombs coming and go, Lord, I'm in your hands. And if you take me, great. If you don't, great. You know, um, I'm, you know, whether you deliver me or not, I'm still going to praise you. That's, that's what saved people do. Lost people don't. Lost people are in despair, um, fear. Um, they can put on a front. Um, but if you are professing Christian, the Bible's teaching us that we're not of them that go back. Um, we persevere, we go forward, we endure hardness. And so my main question to you is, are you of them that believe to the saving of your soul? Um, or are you not? And I just simply want you to ask yourself the question, as we pray today, and you let the Holy Spirit, you say, God, do I belong to you? Am I saved? Um, am I on my way to heaven? And let the Spirit reveal that to you. If the Holy Spirit of God says, no, you're lost, you're in your sin, you need to be forgiven, and the Holy Spirit brings conviction, you'll, you, you just you obey the Lord uh, and you get that right. But if there's anything um, that's causing you to go the other way, I'm just telling you, it's danger. It's dangerous and you ought to stop. Uh, and, uh, and, if there's, and, and you can take, you can just say, well, a preacher's covering all the bases. If you know somebody that needs a nudge, um, nudge them. That's what this theme is about. Um, it's, too, it's too late. We're too far in uh, to, to, to life, and the Lord could be coming back. We need to get serious about serving God and living a life of faith, because without faith, it's impossible to please. So let's all stand with our heads bowed and our eyes closed and just ask ourselves that question today. You say, just ask the Holy Spirit, Am I saved? Just do that. Just, just pray within your own self there and just to the Lord and say, God, am I saved? Have I trusted you as my personal Savior? Um, am I on my way to heaven? And just ask the Holy Spirit. Let the Holy Spirit just reveal it to you. You're with your conscience and God will bring things to your memory. He'll, he might say, no. He said, you know, um, my children don't act that way. My children don't live that way. You don't belong to me. In the Holy Spirit reveal that and say, Pastor, I've, I've asked the Holy Spirit. 
I pray that the Holy Spirit and God has showed me I am, I belong to him. I am saved. And that's your testimony. Heads are bowed and eyes closed. You just raise your hand and say, that's me. I'm saved. I'm, I know I'm a child of God. Uh, and uh, through my faith and uh, testimony of the Spirit, even today, uh, and you say, Pastor, um, I prayed that prayer and, uh, and God didn't tell me. God didn't show me that I'm saved. I'm, I may be lost and uh, I just don't know for sure. And I'd like to know, is there anybody like that? Heads are bowed and eyes are closed. You say, um, the Holy Spirit's left me alone. I'm not, I'm, I'm not, uh, I don't belong to him and I know it. Anybody at all, you say, I'm here today and I'm lost and I need a savior, uh, Jesus Christ. Anybody at all? All right, Christians. Um, uh, you're here today uh, and the Holy Spirit has revealed to you in some way or the other um, that your faith isn't what it needs to be. Uh, and, and God, through the Holy Spirit, showed you that through His Word and this passage of Scripture. And, uh, and you just raise your hand and say, yep, God showed me, God's revealed that to me. All right, if you've raised your hand as the piano begins to play, let's just spend a few minutes in God, uh, with God in prayer at the altar. And uh, and pray. Don't be afraid of the altar. Uh, 